I'm going to try and do it because you're busy writing the quiz which you haven't written. So I'm going to do the welcome to another checkpoint podcast. That's module. how you do it. Module. And then that's and you've then done that's, what oh, yeah, I did, okay, which okay. is to correct. Okay. Well done. Okay, good. Okay, let's We're do fulfilling it. our roles well. Now you need to be a snotty, supercilious little idiot. Who but, absolutely- but I don't want to. Look, it's so simple, all right? In any way, shape, or form, all right? This has been going on oh, for years. It's so beautiful what you've just said. It's so beautiful. Look, it's, it's, I've thought about this in ways that you could never think about. And because of that, <laughs> that's you, that is. Right, fine. Um,. Welcome to the you're, Checkpoint you're, you're podcast. Like, you're like, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Checkpoint magazine podcast. As it's known by its official name. Some people have been trying to find it. It's just Checkpoint podcast. There are a lot of Checkpoint podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. Not Checkpoint magazine podcasts. Fine. Now you know. So, always. Always. Um, and welcome to the latest module, module fifteen. Crikey. Um, and we are coming to you. By the way, you might have missed uh, bonus module 14A, which is all about nuclear power. Yes. And, <laughs> quick, quick point of order there, Tammy. Uh, you put it out on social media saying... I win! Saying, yeah, saying, oh, Jake, put up a good fight, but uh, I think I won. And it's like, we'd agreed on consensus at the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the argument but, but itself... But I'd won. <laughs> I love but the that. argument itself, I'd, no, I'd won. No, not so much. Yeah, I think not so. Not so much. We'll go back and listen if you haven't. I'm not opening that one up again. No, you shouldn't. I mean, because it's radio. Fine. It We're talking anything. about... Da- wow, Tamir. Wow. Do you see now what it's like being in my role? I'm trying to lead this. I'm a leader in any way, shape or form. It's so beautiful of you. We're talking about dark platformers today, mm. as in platform games, but with a slightly weird dark edge, which we realised is kind of all of them. Yeah, we were talking about this last night, weren't we? We were talking about... Pla- you were talking about Cuphead, yes, specifically. which That's- I have now played. Oh, have you? Yes. I saw you jump online and refuse our risk invitation last yep, night. Just say. Yep. <laughs> just say. Absolutely no problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we were talking about, because you've been talking about Cuphead for a while, and, and it's intrigued you because it's like that 1920s, 30s animation style in, in yeah. which it's uh, that it's that dark period of animation. Yes. Uh, which really, I mean, that's your that that's your bag, right? You love that kind of era. Well, I, I do. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sort of obsessive about it. Is it Fritz the Cat? That was a kind of era. Felix. Felix and the Cat. Betty Boo. One of those. Anyway, where animals. everything sort of moves and wobbles and dances and mm. stuff, buildings and trees and everything. And quite this, psychedelic. This game, I was so excited to play it because they'd hand drawn the yeah. animation cells, like yeah. in the old animation style for a video game. And they'd done these beautiful watercolor backgrounds. And it's probably the most heartbreaking game I've ever experienced because it is almost unplayable. Did you get past the first level? No. I, and I didn't tell you this. And I didn't want to tell you this because it is really hard. It's heartbreaking. And it's heartbreaking because... You want to experience the I, I want world. to see what they've done, and yeah. I'm never going to see their work, because I'm never going to do it. 
there's this um i hate bringing it up but daro breen does this incredible sketch about video games and he's and it's like it's the only medium that you pay money for that if you can't pass the first level that's it you've just wasted your money yeah it's not like in a book where you get to a chapter and you can turn on to the next or you want to or you've got a video you want to skip a scene you can skip a scene or a music yeah. album you can skip a track that you don't no 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 you have to persist and that's if you it. don't that's yeah. it game over yeah and it's just so sad. They've done this beautiful work. And there's absolutely no way around it. Like, they haven't put any kind of easy, medium, hard settings on it. There's no. there's nothing you can do if you can't handle the gameplay. And it's re- I'd seen stuff online of people sort of saying, my thumbs hurt. <laughs> I've been playing this yeah. game and my thumbs hurt. And I kind of thought, oh, it's going to be hard, but it will be worth it because it will just be... There was no way to actually experience it as a game. There was no, there was no chance to actually stop and marvel at its beauty and the, what they'd done. The game itself, I mean, it's an interesting one because the game itself, um, it was revealed, I think, back in 2014 or, or something ridiculous like that in, in E3, and it was, it was a, it's an indie game. Mm. And it harks back to that kind of old-school style of platformers I mean, you keep banging on about sonic and never being able to save the game and you had to do it all in one sitting and blah, blah, blah it blah, is blah, a blah, pure blah. retro game in that respect it is it is something to i mean you obviously have waypoints and you know mm-hmm. modern technology once you pass a certain level but i'm not going to lie to you i found it really really hard as well it's um, infuriating it is it is infuriating but it's also not i mean there is an argument that platformers have become so easy so easy and but i saw i saw because i I had a look on Mm. twitter last night having tried to get past literally level one for i don't know half an hour easily and and not got there and i saw people saying i don't know if i'm gonna manage this level i've been playing it for over two hours yeah now i understand the whole idea of hey well we just race through these things and we should take some time and appreciate it and you know there was that thing in the 80s and 90s where you had to learn almost the choreography of a level and there was only one kind of set tempo of movement that would get you through it but there's a reason why games evolved yeah there is a well you see because it was infuriating no 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 no. you see this is where i actually uh, disagree with you don't tell me what my emotions are well it's infuriating but it's not why they evolved okay I, i i have a theory on this when we were younger and we used to play these video games, there was a very small, hardcore, dedicated group of gamers. And we talk about this all the time, the proliferation of the games industry and the platform. The 733T. The Leet. The Leet. The 1337. The The 90210. And the N00Bs. Yeah, sure. exactly. Um, and I think you could put games out there for the hardcore that would do it and there are still people that do it if you if you move away from the um from the platformers and we'll come back onto them in a second but there are people that are gluttons for punishment there are there's a game called dark souls then have a hard mode well well no dark souls is just a hard game it's it's basically you just are constantly fighting demons and there is there have been there is a book that comes Which out sounds like mental illness <laughs> Yeah. It, it kind of is because if you're playing it there is something wrong with you i mean it's really 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 hardcore which is, is okay it's which is okay it's it's, it's okay to have something wrong with you there of course it is like, when i think of the things that are wrong with you 
and yet I'm still your friend. I know, I know. I don't even know why I'm your friend. I mean, it's there are so many things. I don't know. We we somehow. Mm. Anyway, um, Dark Souls. There it's are books a bit that latent. Carry on. The, the books. There there are books. If, if somebody had written a book that said, you know, Dark Souls, you will die. That the point is, is that you are not going to get through the first level, second level, third level at all without dying. You're going to die immediately. And this, I think, harks back and it brings that mechanic into the platformers. But it is. I mean, look, if you did get any further than the first level you'd realize that the game gets darker and darker i mean the whole premise of cupheads that's a great i yeah. mean it, you are you've sold your soul to the devil effectively that's sure. the bottom line yeah um and that by the way is not too dissimilar to all of those animations from the time when we were talking about those animations from the mid 30s late 30s they had undertones of oh, absolutely. The, the, the devil and the rise of the Nazi Germany. Exactly. The and, world was in a very dark place. Yeah, it was very fascism, all of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, they were black and white, the cartoons. I mean, how racist was that? Well, it was apartheid, mate. It was apartheid. Well, there you go. I you mean, had black and you had white, and yeah. they were separate. They were separate. Even I, just, I turned I down know. the contrast until it's just a sea of grey. Um, it sort of reminds me of the sort of rubbish joke people say where they go, oh, yeah, this phone's amazing. It's got a 42 megapixel camera and, uh, you know, blah, blah. And people go, yeah, but does it work as a phone? <laughs> and it's kind of like, yeah. with Cuphead, I loved the look of it. I thought it was a staggering piece of work. The music was incredible. Everything about that game I adored except playing it. Mm. It's, um, it is hard. Yeah. I... I, I I'm not going to lie to you. I found it very frustrating the, f the first couple of hours I played it. And yeah. after... During which time you got through 51 levels? No, I only did like two or three levels. Seriously? No, no, I'm deadly serious. And uh, and the power-ups that you get... So if you notice when you've got your like mini-map and you know you finish a level... Yeah, you, and there's a shop. Before you start a level, you go... Yeah, the shop. It's really hard to get the power-ups. And I think, if I remember correctly, the power-ups are one-time uses. So it's not like you can build your character up to then kind of you know, be able to fire out more than one pellet at a time or jump higher or extra, you know, and you That's lose insane. lives. You, I mean, the, you know this. Oh, yeah. It's hard. And you have to then buy lives. And if you don't buy lives, there's no continue option. You have to start all over Are again. you serious? Yeah. So uh, that's how I remember. And I, you know, it's, it's a then hard they're Burks, game. And I'm judging them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's. Well, it's I, I like it. I think it's great. And I think it's really good. Uh, what I like about it is, is that, the it reflects the gameplay reflects the type of game it is it may seem quite jolly and quite fun and quite mm -hmm. enticing and inviting but actually it's quite a dark game that's really hard to play and as you progress through the story it gets just darker and darker and darker and darker sure i mean i i ended up looking at you know little clips mm. online of, of higher levels and stuff i looked and thought that is the most amazing looking game I've ever seen, and I will never see it. And I paid sixteen quid. Yeah. Well, we'll play for a game I will I'll never tell you what, see. We can. Tr should we play that together? We can try it. We'll. Yeah. We'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll put a tweet out when we go on Mixer. We'll arrange a time, um, and we will tweet it out, and we'll go on and play Cuphead together. And you can hear all the words under the sun. That might not be safe for work. Well, that might not be safe for work, and we'll put a, we'll put an age gate on it if it does get a little <laughs> bit like that. But it's it's there and. Um, and I think you guys can have a look at it. It is it's it's really hard. It's because it is it is a co-op game, hmm. so you can play it cooperatively. Yeah. But can we move on to other platformers? Sure. Um, did you have a chance to look at Limbo? No. Um, I explained Limbo to you. Limbo is a monochromatic 
game. Racist. So, it's a racist game. <laughs> it's a racist yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Shades of greys and blacks and and, wow. and whites. Um, <laughs> Some people... No, I can't. Stop. You literally stop. can't. Stop. Okay, fine. Um, so, and that is about death. It's about a you character, a little cool. little ball, a little boy, and you've got to go through the this whole world, and it's a puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to kind of you know, open levers and doors gates and, and gates yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff without being killed. And you die the most horrific ways. Um, and again, Limbo, uh, one of my favourite games from the last few years, again, another independent development for, for the Xbox at the time. I think it's been released on, on a lot of other platforms now. But but really good mechanics. And, and actually, these are thoughtful platformers. And then you have other games that use colour. So you... Yes you basically flood the screen with a color and and it unlocks certain things and you have to find different ways to let the colors work in order to you to puzzle on this just a weird dream thing you had no 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 sorry that was my laptop apologies um we don't normally record in the daytime time it doesn't get any correspondence (laughs) well it's muted usually so this is no i don't don't, i don't nobody loves me i'm not i love you so i'm your only friend thanks remember thanks thanks um so there there are so limbo and that and then we've got I mean, then you've got the classics like Sonic and Mario. You can't kind of talk about, but even those are quite dark. I mean, well, that was yeah, what we were gonna yeah, mm. like the very for me the first platform I ever played was Donkey Kong. I on mean, the handheld I, game and watch. What a what a horrific premise that's right? based on. I know, right? It's not very nice. No, it's all ghastly. Yeah, and Mario Princess gets kidnapped and he's got to go oh, find man. her through these weird things. Sonic, who's got this crazy doctor who's running Here's around. Here's a great turning. question for you. Mm. What would you say was the most post Me Too game there's ever been? Oh, post Me Too. That can be like a game from pre Me Too. I, you know what I mean? I mean, in terms yeah. of ideology. That's a really good question, and it's also a really crap question because and I'll, <laughs> I love, I'll be I love that. No such thing as a silly question, Tammy. No, no, but crap questions there are. No, no, please <laughs> the, don't blame the, me. The Me Too movement. We would love to, I'd love to open this up if you have any thoughts and you want to get in touch, by the way. Well, it's going to be a rolling yeah. conversation. I, it's, a good, it's a good question. Oh, right, okay. But it's a bad question. and I, I, I'm going to try to explain. <laughs> Some might argue that, that the Me Too movement was accelerated by something called Gamergate. Oh, yeah, sure. Right? So, actually, this is why it's a good question and a bad question, because it's very hard, because the... How, how can I put this without sounding chauvinistic? <laughs> Just because, chop, chop off. Because the... Uh, because this whole movement, this feminism movement, and by the way, just to be clear, I am totally with the Me Too movement and feminism to an extent. You know, I think to an extent. To an extent, I think feminism. Fabulous! I feel an extra bonus module coming on. <laughs> feminism How exciting. is about equality. Sure. Right? Nothing more, nothing less. That's what it should be about. And obviously, the Me Too movement is very important. And there are arguments that you can use that as a cover to do other stuff, like any, like anything else, right? But Gamergate kicked off, and Gamergate was all about women in games and they were being targeted and and nothing actually had been learnt from that so it just continued and carried on now the gamergate thing was important because i think it was a it was a, a window into women in the workplace right it doesn't sure. matter what industry you're for in for men for let's for, be clear yeah yeah that. for men let's be absolutely clear so, women knew what was in that window of course they yeah. have been dealing with this for 
f- since man and woman have existed, right? And and it's not right, especially when it comes to the professional level, when it comes to the workplace. Yeah. It's really not important. But we didn't learn anything from Gamergate. What happened was is that there were a lot of women that were targeted, that were um, threatened. I know, personally, I know women that have left the industry as a result of it. But let's be clear, this wasn't just something that was happening in the games industry. What it was doing is it was exploding in the games industry and becoming a big thing. And I think that had a huge thing to do with what's then followed. because Within the gaming industry? And globally. I think people... Because Gamergate became mainstream... I keep knocking this mic. Um, because you, you get the hang of broadcasting. <laughs> and, yeah. This is why I'm always behind the glass. So I think because Gamergate went mainstream, mm-hmm. this became something that people were aware of. They may not have understood it. It may, not, and the people that didn't really understand it didn't really look into it. And it was really the women that were involved in the industry and other women outside that were connected in some way that understood what was going on. But I think it helped accelerate that movement. But and this is what I'm trying to get at. Um, the games industry, other than Gamergate, has always been a great ambassador for women in games. We did a whole magazine on Checkpoint celebrating women in games. One whole magazine? A whole, one whole magazine. <laughs> one whole one for one the ladies. One whole one for the Amazing. ladies. Amazing. It was all about women in sure. games. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is that there have been movements within... There are, there are female-only studios that make games that, uh-huh. that do well, and there are female-only developers. We have some great talent in the industry. So, you know... I would I would say the reboot for me the reboot of Lara Croft mm. specifically because it and it's not necessarily the best example but it's probably the most accessible example because she had a breast reduction you got her origin story she became less of a uh, that 90s almost kind of uh, sex She was like item. a loaded cover that's exactly what she was and i think actually if we're going to look at if we're going to look at video games and we're going to look at women uh, and look at the kind of advancement of women um i think lara croft is actually a very good example of kind of the games industry going you know what because of its evolution because of its evolution because lara croft is she's an archaeologist right she's Mm -hmm. a she's an adventurer she's not she's not some busty blonde bimbo that you know, is on, and, and I think when they rebooted the franchise, not only did they have to reboot her and give her an origin story, they had to make sure that she was relevant and empowered. Um, she wasn't just a eye candy. Mm. That, that, that's my that's my take on it. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> Tamir. On behalf of all women, particularly. Oh my god! It's, I always find it really hard talking about this because I. I agree, I, I agree, but the pro- it's, it's, I suppose it's like Brexit. There are so many different colours of Brexit, isn't there? And it's the same with... Only one true colour, mate. <laughs> Red, white and blue, mate. Just Red, keep white. the white, mate. <laughs> um, I'm joking, of course. I'm having fun. Oh, my goodness. Everyone has their reasons. Hey, are you a woman? Have you ever met a woman? Maybe you've even talked to a woman and you have some thoughts on this. Why don't you get in touch? It's at... Checkpoint Mzine Very good. on the Twitters. On the tweets. Um, if you'd like to direct any kind of particular invective at M Tamer A, that's M T A M E R A on Twitter. Uh, or admire uh, me for my resilience. It's at JKF, J K E Y M B. Um, no, but we would love to. Obviously, that, that's a very serious subject, and you know, uh, frankly, 
I'm way too much of a fun ditzy airhead to uh, contribute meaning. I don't think I thought I'm a bloke and so are you. Yeah. This whole thing is we should kind of shut up and listen. Well, yeah, but I mean, we should also be leading. I'm 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 joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You are self-parodying too well today. We should should give the women the access. They need to come to us to be able to have this discussion. Sure. um, We can give them that because we're just so great. But let's get back to platformers because I think um, there are loads that we haven't. What do you think about about no platforming? (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. Um, Module thirteen. What's your, <laughs> what's your what's? I mean, so you hmm. played a lot. Crash Bandicoot, obviously one of your favourite games. Another annoying it? game. Uh, another one that's great fun and just super annoying. It's just about on the okay. What about side Jax? Of the spectrum? J- who? Your your favourite Jack. Jack. Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter. Well, it's it's not really a platformer. Mm. It's a three D. I mean, it is sort of a platform. I mean, you you sort of run in a linear way through each. Yeah map i suppose what about echo the dolphin oh dude honestly (laughs) a strange sound ringing ringing rings ring plastic rings tuborg lager yeah the rings i've swallowed the ring pulse of the tuborg wow i don't know i hated all of that cryptic nonsense it's all look i think i'm looking platform most of <laughs> I'm um I f- you know what I, I, it reminds me of tony blair actually the look thing i don't know why i've started saying that because he's if you watch back his interviews yeah. uh, look, look 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 everybody can agree yeah. blah, 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 blah. anyway listen. i can glottal stop with the best of them <laughs> whenever you hear an mp glottal stop you know something's happened yeah like i i, I don't know if they go into a, a a sort of meeting room and there are sort of consultants there who say you should glottal stop occasionally because it just suddenly starts happening corbyn yeah never glottal stopped no and now you get this occasional look 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 it's just just, just it's it's, it's yeah. about uh, yeah yeah uh, i can't even glottal so i can't think of it it's about health it's about our sovereignty it's about yeah whatever it is um i literally can't think of a word with the t in it anyway carry on where are we so platformers yeah so we were talking about them being dark and sinister and i'm just trying to think of games that we've played that the only thing that i can think that's a platformer that's not really a platformer but it kind of is is Games like Marble Madness. Did you ever play Marble Madness? I vaguely remember it. Yes, that's where you've got to. That was annoying too. <laughs> I um, but there's an interesting like actually you 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 kind of start to come into a broader conversation about dramatic motivation. Yeah. Within any kind of narrative, whether that's through gameplay or drama or whatever, and I think rightly, finally, there is some pushback now, and people are more and more saying i'm kind of tired of seeing uh infant mortality in tv drama like yeah. it's all you get and yeah. you kind of think yeah it's so easy like you want your audience on side have an infant in peril done and it's cheap and it's quick and i think it's nasty and you know what you were saying about uh the premise of donkey kong or or any of these things that you know this is the sort of motivation to engage the player. I want to stop Dr. Robotnik turning squirrels into androids. Yeah. Fine. Uh, and I've, I'm always more interested in games where 
someone's really thought of something really out of the box in terms of that motivation for me as the game player why do i want to achieve this mm. sure i want to kind of beat the game but actually in terms of the narrative what's the what's what, the drive what's the goal and what's yeah. motivating me yeah, and, yeah. and so i did love cuphead for that because it was a it was a mad premise that you know i never really seen before but uh i always like games where you know i, I don't mind games where it's really ambiguous like mm. journey or um, yeah, yeah yeah or Abdul petal or, 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 yeah, yeah all of those where flower is petal flower, flower. Called, yeah. yeah no it's, um uh, I'm, I'm always interested I, I what i hate is the kind of you've got to go and rescue your comrade from a war zone and here's some heavy artillery yeah, I, what i found more disturbing about cuphead and i think this is kind of on a very subconscious level and actually it's only when you've been talking about it that i've been thinking about it i always think that in video games especially with a premise like cuphead where the devil's coming to take your soul mm. right fairly high stakes it's a it's a video it's a video game so you think yeah i can get through this but actually what cuphead reminds you is if the devil did actually exist and come and try to take your soul then there's no way on earth that you're going to win <laughs> like, is that the message so maybe that's the kind of subliminal message that's being sent out i reckon it was developed by really hardcore devils all right christians like oh, you, you know what i mean like there's real there is a really bible hard. belt Bible oh. bashes because that is, you're right. The message is you cannot win once you've sold your soul to the devil. The um, oh my word, maybe we've cracked it. See, see how I avoided blaspheming there. Oh my days, <laughs> oh man, oh gosh, jeez, no, you can't now. Jesus, mm -mm -mm. do you know? I once I worked at a radio station, right? This is 20 odd years ago mm. up in Nottingham, and they were launching this radio station. And I was like 22, 23, we had this big meeting with all the presenters. And we were told what words we could say on air and what words we couldn't say. They're on not air. just print off the Ofcom list. I mean. No, because the guy running this station was like quite a believer. And he oh, did right, not okay. want any blaspheming on his station. No, he said. And so he said, right, uh, I think, you know, I don't want I don't want any gods. I don't want any. And you can see it was sort of, he was sort of wincing as he said it. You know, I don't want any Jesus. I don't want any Christ. I don't want any of that. On my station, okay? We're a clean station and we don't say those words. Um, and I said, in in all honesty, I said, um, I said, how do you, okay, I, I'm just checking. How do you feel about like G, G whiz, G's? And he said, uh, okay, I think, I think G is okay, but G's isn't. I was, we came out of that meeting with the most unholy profanities coming out of our mouth. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. It's, well, I don't know why. Uh, well, I suppose we can't. Yeah, you're right. We shouldn't really say that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna, it's an increasingly sensitive area. Stop in a lot of my broadcast. <laughs> Pardon me? What's that? That's all right. Uh, Just doing the Arabic version. Sure. <laughs> I um, increasingly, when I, when I work in broadcasting, I'm I'm told to swerve all the god stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're in a we're not whether we, like what I consider to be pretty harmless. It is. I mean, I think again, invocations. That's of a whole other discussion. Chosen deity, broad, broadcasting, and the state of the country that we live in, and whether or not it's integrated. Brexit. Today, Sorry? we've got the Queen, who's the head of the, the Queen. What? So yeah, no, we can right. say no. what we like. We can say what, what we like, mate. With respect, yeah. Like, shut I mean, up. Henry VIII, he just went and got rid of the Catholicists, mate. So with he respect, can make his own religion. Shut up. So he can marry he's other people. So he's now the king of his own religion, and the Queen has inherited that. I've finished now.
Who is the queen? The m- mate, shut up. I'm not your mate, mate. Who is the most attractive woman in this country? My wife. The queen. The queen. Most attractive on, on, on earth. Right? right? Second. Queen mother. Now. <laughs> today. Mate, you're laughing. If you don't agree with me, then yeah. you, mate, this country's not for you. Right? If you love, if you love your country, number one, fittest, queen. Second fittest, queen mother, today. Third fittest, Theresa May, probably. If, mate, if you don't, listen, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine, mate. But you, this is not a country for you, mate. I don't think it's a country for you or anybody for that matter. I think you probably need to. That's probably why Brexit's happening. You have, you're threatened yes. by a yes. beautiful women from other places and you can't handle it. There are no more beautiful women than the Queen, Queen Mother Theresa May. Fact. Okay. If you love your country. I love my country, but I don't love this conversation. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on, mate. Um, yeah, so we were talking about selling your soul to the devil. Sure. We were talking about... Happy days. ...things. We were talking about... Oh, that's... So I, I was going to go down the route of actually there have been more games now that are looking at social response. <laughs> need to go to the loo jake no, fine thanks um there are there are more games now that are doing social responsibility gaming and i think that's cool i think it is and i don't think it is at the same time oh why do you always this because i've got a really nuanced take on it that no one's ever thought of in human history go on i think so there's a game that i've been playing on the switch um and it's called welcome Little pick home. four welcome home or something like that and sure. it's about um the the Bosnian War, the the, the breakdown of uh, Bosnia Herzegovina and wow. and the whole. Kind Is of... this a Sonic spin-off or? Uh... Yeah, I mean it's with Tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tails and Knuckles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Knuckles has PTSD. Uh, Knuckles right. is Serbian. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we see the former Yugoslavia as a, as, a, as an interesting discussion point, and also it, recent history. A lot of people can re- remember that. But there's this game I can't remember what it's called. What, what, Welcome Home or Walking Home? But it is a platformer mm-hmm. of sorts, True. and you are trying to survive wow. the war. Okay, and and it's it, bleak. It, it is really bleak, and it comes back down to this whole thing of a game's entertainment or are they educational? And if they're educational, how far? in the educational road do you go down before you kind of realise that games aren't necessarily the best way to educate people. I think there is something to be said about education through video games, but I also think there's something to be said about trivialising those things within video games because ultimately it's still a game. Well, let me yet again uh, pop out this conversation from what you're desperately trying to keep it on the rails of. Pablo, with, I think it's time for you to do another me <laughs> with yet another uh, analog. Okay, uh, which is, I think, you could apply the same to comedy, actually, okay. because yeah. sometimes yeah. we talk about yeah. games and comedy in the same way, where they say, "Look, it's escapism. It's fun." You know, I don't want it necessarily to be uh, socially uh, unimpeachable uh, and morally correct. 
the whole point of comedy is, you know, you're saying the unsayable and you're approaching taboos. And you could say the same about video gaming, whereby, well, this is the, this is your chance to drive down a street and mow down pedestrians. Like that's the whole point. It's yeah, fun escapism, yeah. and it's it's uh, yeah, but that's not educational. That's what I'm trying to say. No, no but that's what I'm trying to say. Is okay. that people say this about comedy. Uh, and they say it about games. It's just silly, fun escapism. And that's that's okay. You can definitely do that. But you do have to be mindful slightly of, well, who is... Particularly with comedy, you have to ask, well, who pays for this joke? Like, who's paying for this? If you're doing a silly joke um, of the kind of thing that you might get in quite mainstream comedies, probably of about 10 years ago, it might be a joke about a bald guy or something and yeah i well you're making the bald guy pay for this joke you know his affliction is what you're deriving merriment from and that's kind of not okay now i'm not saying that on behalf of all rta victims we should ban gta (laughs) um but i i think it is interesting to explore the idea of well who's who's paying for your entertainment i'm not disagreeing with that and i think the gta argument is a good one um I don't think it's the point that I'm trying to make. When you are talking I don't think about, it is either, but I'm, I'm just trying to help, mate. When you talk about GTA, GTA sure. is um, a fictional game set in a realistic environment, but sure. it is, I mean, it is fictional. There's no... But when you're murdering no prostitutes... Yeah. Prostitutes I mean, get murdered. Yeah, and I'm not disputing that, but you're not basing it on a specific case... It's just, sure, yeah, and, and by the way, that's your choice. So that's your choice to do that in game. If you're sitting there and you're playing a game about war, mm-hmm. and it's not the, the the decision to kill has been taken away. But from are there you. any moral repercussions? Well, within the, the game, the, I guess is a good question. And I think that it is a good question. There are there are moral repercussions. People will die if you don't do certain things. And and my point is is that that's fine for things like the Walking Dead video games and the episodic games like that and Life is Strange and all that kind of stuff. That's that's kind of fine. And it's and and to an extent, I think it is fine with these kinds of games. But I, they just don't sit well with me because I think it almost trivializes the reality of what's happened. And and it's not like in a movie where somebody has the kind of rights to get involved and sort of dictate how the story's told. In video games, more often than not, you know, people get consulted if they want to be consulted. If they don't, then the game goes out without them. And mm. the thing is with the games industry, they could say based on true events. And and actually that could be quite a traumatic thing for somebody. So mm. so I, I think there is, there is, like I say, there is space for this kind of stuff to educate, but at what point does the education stop? I would love to hear from the audience, actually. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, I, something that I've struggled with for a very, very long time. Have you got like a forum thing? Should we set one up? I kind of think because some of these things, you, you can't tweet your thoughts on no. something like this. And I think we need to give people a voice. Do you guys want a forum? I'll yeah. set one up this week. Um, I'll get, I'll get one set up on the, on the, on the, on the main checkpoint magazine.com. Yeah. Um, I think that website. would be a good idea. Cause these are quite big things they, they we've are, been talking about. And I, I, I think that you and I are far too pinheaded to actually. Yeah, I think so. Deliver. I think Whereas people right. listening, I think we'll have some really interesting thoughts and I'd like to read them. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to read your thoughts. Um, I think it's. Um, I think. I think these things for me. It's like I said to you. We we 
we talk about this kind of stuff in the magazine, which mm. we are going to be relaunching, I promise, soon. Um, but Always mañana. Oh, always mañana. Um, but I think these are the kinds of things that, that we... We did a whole thing on Ardman. I think we spoke about it, you know, 11-11, Memories Retold. That's the first yeah. World War game. Ardman. Ardman. Not Ardwoman. Ardman Studios. Um, and, and their responsibility and their social responsibility around kind of creating a game that commemorated 100 years of the First World War and sure. how they treated it. And it, and it wasn't... It's the first game that I've played that wasn't a running gun. It wasn't a game that you go off and you shoot people. It was a game where you were learning about the enemy. Mm. You were learning... About, you were a photographer. Was it any good as a game? Yeah, I think it was really good. Okay. But the, the difference with that was is it wasn't necessarily... It was taking a, a big global conflict and putting you in a position where you had to... Um, you had to acknowledge that it was happening and you had to observe it. Yeah. You didn't have any impact on the war. The only impact that you had were with the people that you met. So it was on a personal level. Mm. And I think that's fine. And I think they did a really good job with that. But I find it really difficult when you are, say, Carl Fairburn, we've spoken about this before. And this is, you know, within Sniper Elite, he technically, you could argue that one sniper, if you play the game, was responsible for the Allies winning the war. So, uh, what? and I think that's the kind of thing that, and I, it's not so much of a big deal with Sniper Elite because it is all kind of make-believe, but... If you go 20, 30, 40 years in the future and games are still saying, telling the same narrative and the younger generation that have grown up with this game and their kids and their kids are all learning the same narrative, then we change our understanding of what actually happened. And, and that's scary. It's adorable that you think there'll be any kind of civilization in 30 to 40 years. <laughs> That's so cute. You're so fun and oh, ditzy. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> we are going to solve climate change. We are. It'll happen. The secret it's is nuclear. nuclear. <laughs> That's nuclear. N-U-K-U-L-A-R. Isn't there a skit with so many Homer Simpson that says, like, I can't say nucle nuclear. nuclear. <laughs> I don't know. Let's do the quiz. Let's do the quiz. Since my train's coming. We don't normally record during the day. No, we don't. Um, it's been the last couple of weeks have been a bit crazy. Okay. Yeah, my fault. Sorry. Um, and mine. I've been no, I'm mine. Um, here's a quiz. Question one. Yeah. Why are you looking Quite at hastily me? scribbled. No, I was literally just looking at writing the quiz. Like, that's like we've all had those seat of the pants doing your homework in the lesson as they're going through the homework. Question one. Yeah. Who was the voice of Sonic? Uh, James Corden. James Corden. Well, if he was the voice of Sonic, I would never have played. When you say it, it was such an ambiguous, that's that's kind of a good question and a crap question, mate. And let me explain to you why that is. Um, if you go back to remembering a thing that I remember that you probably don't remember because I retain more than you, uh, you'll realise that there have been many, many iterations of Sonic. Okay, I so say many iterations when of James. You, so when you say that, do you mean Sonic in the movie or Sega All-Stars or... So, mate, not a good question. I'm sorry, mate. Okay. I'm talking about the original voice of Sonic in the... There was no uh, voice! ...animated series. Animated series? All right, so... Uh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Thank you. So not James Corden? No. Well, Dench, innit? 
Judy Dench. Dench, 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 Dench. Question two. Question two. Where is Shenmue set? Shenmue. <laughs> Thank you. In a dystopian Tokyo of 2123. What have you going? Shenmue or Tokyo? <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Okay. Shenmue. Okay. Um, Question three. Studio MDHR. Yes. Manufacturers. Cuphead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Manufacturers of what were you going to go with? Of uh, particle-based wood. <laughs> that's M- that's, that's, that's molecule MDHR. That's MDHR. Okay, um, uh, Studio MDHR, who were responsible for Cuthead, had a successful launch of another indie title in 2010. Do you remember or do you know what it was called? Two Girls, One Cuphead? Or was it Jar Squatter? Don't know. Okay, question. question. It's, a hell, it's a hell of a game, that one. Whew. Question four. Yeah. Uh, Don't spill any. Go on. What year was the first Crash Bandicoot released? Oh, that's brutal, because that's one I can actually engage in and try I to get right. I try to give you You're one. You're very sweet. Uh, Don't do the same thing. 19. Now, that much I know is right. Mm-hmm. Can it be within the nearest 100 years? Uh, let me think. 19. Uh, you can give me just the year, not the, the, not the month or day. Oh, how so kind. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. 19... It, it was, actually. Ni- <laughs> it was. 1994. 1994. I'm going to regret that. Question five. Okay, final question. 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 You one. wrote extra questions I while we were trying to do the podcast. I th- um, That's all right, I was making a sandwich. What? It's fine, because what I do is I, I keep them. So any yeah. over Oh, everyone does the rollovers. Yeah, of course, next, we all do one. the rollovers. Um, how many level? Uh, not, no, we're not going to do that one. Where is Bayonetta set? The very first Bayonetta game. Shenmue. <laughs> Thank you very much. With James Corden and Judy Dench. No, seriously, is that your final answer? What's it called again? Bayonetta. Bayonetta... Um, Flanders. Flanders? Yeah. Belgium? Yeah. I'm assuming it's bayonet as in someone who bayonets. <laughs> and there's a lot of that in Flanders. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Question one. I asked you, who is the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. Um, it would have been the animated series. It's Roger Craig Smith. No idea. Good. Sorry, Roger. Where is Shenmue set? Shenmue. And you said Shenmue. Yeah. It was actually in Japan. Right. So, too wrong. Studio... Oh, well, I could have all of Japan! Yeah. I never said which city. Oh. I said, where was it set? And then you went, Tokyo. And I'm like, are you sure? I didn't and say then it like says, that. Wow, and, and that's like, offensive. Incredible. And then you went, incredible. well, it doesn't oh, really matter. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Here, here no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. None and of if you matters. said Tokyo, I, don't even I would care. have accepted Tokyo. But you didn't. So that's Yeah, but you know what? I knew that. And I thought, I'm going to commit to Shenmue because it makes it more dramatically interesting when and we then go you, through Yeah, it does. Until you I'm a generous performer. Right, okay. I'm a generous performer. Generous performer is one thing, but repeating your jokes on question five isn't necessarily generous. It's just lazy, Jake. Shenmue. 
Studio MDHR, who was responsible for Cuphead, yeah. uh, released uh, an, uh, their first indie game in 2010. It was a critical acclaim. I asked you if you remembered what it was or knew what it was. You, you didn't tell me all of that bit. You didn't say, oh, uh, yeah, okay, go on. I did. Uh, I wasn't listening. And you said, <laughs> yeah, you were too busy thinking of your, of your response, which jokes. was yeah. too girls one cuphead yeah i mean because that's hilarious it's very very hard to get through uh, it's very well anyway uh, <laughs> uh i enjoyed the, it the answer is no uh the answer is super meat boy have you seen super meat boy it sounds like it would go well with <laughs> because of my other franchises um you should check it out actually it's quite funny okay but uh, i think it might be on the xbox game pass as well so i'm not forking out another 16 quid no 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 you that wouldn't studio have to is dead to me that you wouldn't you are, have you got the Game Pass? Yeah. Okay, so you shouldn't have to pay any, but Cuphead wasn't on the Games it Pass. It was not on the Games Pass. Sixteen ninety nine for anybody that wants to buy it, and the prices will vary in other territories. And it's a waste of your money! I asked you, which year was Crash Bandicoot first? Crash, Crash Wait, Bandicoot. Crash, Crash Bandicoot. This is the story of a bandicoot who runs a kindergarten. <laughs> Crash <laughs> it's a lot of rounding up. And bandicoot. Very hard. Or crash. crash. We can do a lot. And they all choked on the apples. It was horrendous. Remember? Why have you got a blue trumpet? Is that from How I Met Your Mother? It's a blue trombone. Okay. And it's literally just a walking euphemism. No, it's. I have a plastic. It's called a pea bone. <laughs> it is. And, <laughs> okay. Um, I can play you some. You well, you, I mean, tell, tell me why I'm wrong, and then. Well, you said 1994, right? Yeah. Now you were two years off. Ugh. Which way though, Jake? Who cares? You don't care. I'm gonna say ninety-six. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. And then I asked you in which uh in, oh. where is I'm just, Bayonetta? I'm just uh, assembling my pea bone. Uh, Bayonetta. Just before you assemble that, just quickly yeah. do a search for Bayonetta video game. Do a Google search. I want you to see Bayonetta. Because it is her name is Bayonetta. How do you spell it? Bay. Well, that could be O. Yeah. Double N. E double T A. Okay. Let's go to Hack images. And slash. Is it like Vianetta? Oh yeah. Her. Okay. Uh, I'll put a picture up. Actually, I'll put this as the header picture of our um, podcast. Although it might not work very well, especially when you're talking about Me Too and everything else. Um, What's your point? What's I, your point I was asking you with a question. Well, because point? I want you to see if you can guess where she's from. Um, Flanders. Okay. Your Have you ever been Flanders. to Flanders? No. Everyone dresses like that. The thing is, bizarrely, you're not that far off. Bayonetta is a huge hack and slash a Japanese a critically acclaimed game set in Italy. <laughs> Sounds like a guy on there called Rob um, Passing Wind, which is what he does all the time. He should go on the stage. That he was playing incredible. Risk last night, actually. Yeah, um, well, you would have heard it. We can't live. all be winners, can we? <laughs> no, in fact, I didn't win. In fact, the AI won last night. It was quite depressing. Wow! So you all sat together, <laughs> giving victory to an in inanimate object. It only won because its mission was to take out a player which I took out and I didn't know, so that's, there you go. That's very fulfilling. There you go. Anyway, um, we're done. We are done. I think you've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to go. Um, yeah, yeah. 
uh, high level executive meetings we will I'll set up the forum the questions that yeah. we posed to you were uh, we want to know from a woman's perspective what you think of the meeting movement if there are any games that you think you relate embody to that. embody that we also want to know what you think of other stuff listen back you'll be able to find it so and I'll another thing about the, the sort ones. of morality of games and yeah. sh- should should it be teachable moments or yeah. should it just be a lot of fun yeah, I think point, I know which way that might go yeah at what point do games stop becoming educational uh, check us out uh, on all of things yeah. go to checkpointmagazine.com from there you'll get all of our social media platforms um, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the nuclear chat we might do more of these we might kind of spin-off-y I think we should try and stay friends for as long as we can I think we should and remember kids when the fun stops you're playing Cuphead <laughs>